What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew, and we got Josh Guiden in the building. That is I. He the master of the mix and master, and we got Chris Allen in the building. I'm here today. I'm here. The proposals, the money man, him, and then it's the it's me, the little you know, the little old MC King Gibbs. And man, <laughs> you know the the theme song is "Money Get Lost If You Don't Chase It." But let me tell you something. Brett Fiaz must have not seen Pat Mahomes chasing every single penny that there was available in Kansas City. Because we, we told y'all weeks ago, we told y'all weeks ago that Kansas City was going to have to back the Lambo up to Fort Knox. And look at this contract. Pat Mahomes gets the biggest contract in NFL history. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I wrote that wrong. Not just NFL history. Pat Mahomes has the biggest contract in sports history. That's So let's start there. But on top of that, uh, per Sports Illustrated, the raw numbers of Pat Mahomes' contract are pretty public. 10-year, $450 million extension Man. that puts him on a path to earn at least $477 million and potentially over half a billion between now and 2031, during which he'll turn, during that season, he'll turn 36 years old. The first three years are fully guaranteed and the first five are injury guaranteed. The buyout money is the key to this one. Because, you know, Pat Mahomes Sr. was a baseball player. And um, he must have told Pat Jr.'s... Uh, so he must have told Pat Jr.'s agent how to get a baseball deal done. Because this is a baseball-sized buyout. It's the largest buyout in NFL history. Topping out at over $79 million due at cutting if they were to cut him uh, during certain seasons. It drops to at lowest forty million dollars plus the rest of the guarantees out. I mean, my lord. So there's been a lot of speculation about this contract is too long and this contract is too bloated and it's gonna tear the Chiefs apart. Who do y'all think this deal was better for? Or who do y'all think are the winners of this deal? The Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, or everybody's a winner, or everybody's a loser. Uh well, I I I had brief conversations about this contract before I wanted to save it for the pie, but um this is the only long-term contract of this magnitude in sports that I can remember that I think it honestly works out for everybody. It's just like um, a 10-year contract is usually super high-risk, high-reward. But in this case, you got mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes, who is coming off of a Super Bowl-winning season. At the end of this yeah. contract, he'll be 36, and we know how protected quarterbacks are in the NFL. So with his trajectory, it's not like he's going to – start playing and get worse somehow like he's i don't even think he, he's hit his prime yet or he's just starting it so worst case scenario like his numbers go down a little bit from where they are now over the next 10 years and that's still depending on the pieces you put around him that's still good enough to win super bowls as we saw mm -hmm. and then patrick mahomes it's not like he signed some contract and five years from now we're gonna look at the deal and be like man he could have got paid more like it is the nfl it's not like we're going to see a huge discrepancy in payouts or contracts over it. they're not about to get a they're not about to hit a tv deal that gave Lou wild dang 20 million a year like that's not the nfl oh. Oh wow. So, so I, I honestly can't see a loser in this situation. First well, straight of the day goes to Luau. <laughs> I could have went balls golf, man. 
Hey, hey, I'm all right. I'm all right with either one of them catching a straight. I'm all right with either one of them catching a straight. Chris, talk to me. I think Mozgov's still getting paid, by the way. I think he's Man. Stop it. I know you lying. I know you lying. Why why you get your point across? I'm I'm, I'm, going to fact check that. Because (laughs) they just just was playing for the Timberwolves for a second. So I know Mozgov younger than him, and his contract got spread over the years. But anyway. Oh, my Lord. Are we looking at the best athlete on the planet right now? Like, let's just be honest. Like, overall, through a whole season, I know you can always say LeBron is it. I know you can always say, but the best upcoming athlete, are, uh, is it not Pat Mahomes? Definitely the highest ceiling. If, if I'm going to talk about the, the best under the age of 25, for what he's accomplished, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, and you could probably name uh, Naomi Osaka up there and Simone Biles up there, but... If we're talking about the uh, four major American sports, there's not a close. It's not close. He's he's number one by a, a mile. And the reason why I answered the question with the with the question is because you you when you have a talent like that, you pay as such. Period. Point blank. Period. I mean, you've seen franchises fall apart because they never had a stable quarterback. For right. example, like I hate using this team, but like. Aaron Rodgers is a is a person that got paid a lot and didn't have enough to keep the team afloat. And then look at the Packers now. They they teeter between making the playoffs and not making a playoffs every year. That's like a that's their ceiling, really. So I mean, it's not really anything you can really do when you have a talent like Patrick Mahomes other than pay him. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. The deal doesn't wipe their funds out. He also can grow in one system, hopefully, knock on wood. You know, they fire coaches like they lay people off at the plant. So, I mean. <laughs> so, I don't I mean, know. Andy Reid got some staying power. Andy Reid got a, a true, big true. amount of clout in this uh, game. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. But let them have two bad, back-to-back bad seasons after they gave this man all this money. Andy uh, Reid going right. to start dwindling. You right. You right. So, so let me let me tell you something. This is one of those deals where um, I do agree. All parties, all parties won out. I don't think that there's a loser here. But if I'm talking the biggest winner, oh Pat Mahomes, come on down, come collect your crown, King. Collect your crown, King. This <laughs> this here deal, this I, listen. This deal is so out of control, man. We haven't seen buyout numbers like this ever. And there are multiple guys in the NFL who have signed, quote-unquote, this is referred to as a lifetime deal in the NFL because, obviously, the violent nature of the game, you know, that regardless of what position you play, all it takes is one wrong hit and you're done. But these are referred to as lifetime deals, and this is the biggest one by far. But the, the percentage of it that's guaranteed, the percentage of this that's roster guaranteed, what roster guaranteed means is as long as you're not cut, you're going to get paid wild. Like you're just, exactly. that's just what right. it is. That's just so. And when you get beyond that, I mean, this this thing, especially with, and I know we don't want to talk about Corona, but the reality is every episode is gonna come up. So when you look at <laughs> when you look at what's going on with Corona, it's gonna take the salary cap down. There's not a single sports media outlet. There's not a single sports league. That has not seen revenues drop. That has not seen sales drop. That has not seen, you know, because people are not going to buy tickets. They're not sure they're going to get to the stadium. 
But then I'm sure there's not going to be safe stadium. So, you know, the numbers for the uh, salary cap are going to drop. And then you got Pat signing this huge contract. His contract is, in fact, so big, it may get to a point where um, there is a rule that any deal that outlasts the CBA cannot be more than 30% of the team's salary. If the salary cap takes a deep hit over the next two years, and Pat, they can't change the numbers in terms of this contract now, he could be butting heads with that 30% rule. So, you know, I mean, that's it. It's just, it is what it is, you know? And, and the, the Chiefs did it the right way as far as winning a Super Bowl and all that because they got a, a lot of guys who were young. They didn't have to pay them in order to get the production that they got. They didn't have to pay Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is making fourth-round receiver money, even though he's playing at an all-pro level because he had a lot of demons coming out of college, the domestic abuse thing and all that. It's, you know, it affects what people see of him as a person. The NFL... As Al Davis said, just win, baby, win. So there's that. They got uh, another guy drafted late, not paying him a lot of money, but he's doing great. Then you got Sammy Watkins, the older veteran in the room who can still fly. He just had a lot of injuries and uh, some different stops. And he turned out well. And obviously, Travis Kelsey, one of the best, if not the best, tight end in the game, doing his thing. I think that this, this deal works out well for everybody. But if I'm Pat Mahomes' agent, man, 10% of that, boy, I don't even want to negotiate no more deals. I'm done. I'm done at this point. Worry about yourself, all right? Hey, 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 if hey, I was hey, ever... Can, can, I be, can I be a little messy? Go Be a little messy. Go be ahead. as messy as you want, man. Oh, man. So if you're Dak Prescott right now, what do you say to yourself? Whoo, hey, listen, and you jumped the gun because I was just about to ask, what does this mean for Dak and Deshaun Watson? But I'm going to tell you, though, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm honestly looking at Cowboys brass like, y'all got to give me something near that. Not exactly that, but near that. And I said that for this reason. Ooh, you saying, you saying, wait, 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 Paul, you saying he got to get something near 450 M's? But but listen, the the amount is not the part that Dak needs to come there. It's the number one, the guaranteed the amount. Yeah, the, I get you. I don't even want the years. The money per year and the guaranteed amount. That's the two things that Dak needs to say. Y'all got to give me this. Because the Chiefs did this with two years to spare. Like, even if the Chiefs had dilly-dallied around and played and said, listen, this ain't no blank check situation. We got a hard number, and our hard number is $425 million. They still would have got this thing. That they still would have had seven hundred and thirty more days to get it done before they force him into a, a franchise tender situation, as the Cowboys have done to Dak. If I'm Dak, I'm saying I know that I'm not him, but because y'all played around so long, the price don't went up. The price don't went up. Well, and the have supply and demand of the quarterback right now is at an all time high. You know, there are more good quarterbacks than there have ever been in the league, besides probably uh, in the, the late 80s, early 90s, when it was uh, Marino, Elway, um, and all that all that cast and crew. But other than that, I, I agree that this is, this is a time where we have more good quarterbacks than we've seen. I think that's more the reason you don't pay Dakota that money if you're Dallas. All, all I'm saying is this. You don't pay Dak that money. Okay, that's fine. But who you going to get? 
What are you gonna get? <laughs> I mean, that's if he if he asks for something close to Mahomes, I'd be better off bringing Dan Orlovsky back, man. I'm not paying oh, Dakota Lord, that money. Oh, whoa, whoa, not Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. First of all, first of all, let's backtrack to Chris. I I one day when we start recording this thing face to face, y'all gonna see me dancing in my chair while Chris slandering the Packers, and I'm gonna feel real great about it. But going forward. Mm-hmm. Dan Olavsky is not to be mentioned in any form, <laughs> any form that is not slander. Daniel Orlovsky? No, sir. No, sir. No, but but on a more serious note, though. So, okay, we. I think that 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 this means. Um, I I can't remember the name of it, but there was a documentary on HBO about uh, playing paying college basketball players. Do y'all remember what it was called? Mm, I know it had Christian Dawkins. Yeah, well, in the it, I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, in the in oh the scheme, it was called the scheme. In the scheme, one of the coaches was talking about how much LSU's head coach was paying for players, and he said, "You driving up the price of redacted, you know, women's lady parts, right. because they were saying how much they was paying the player." If I'm the Cowboys, if I'm Jerry, I'm putting in the car. To t- you're driving up the price. <laughs> you're driving up the price, man. Because this number here, this number here, and like I said, Dak has every right to ask for something close. Because had they got Dak done in time, like I've been saying, had they already folded, they would have got it out of there with good money. But now, you know, now you got to come close to it. So if you're Deshaun Watson out in Houston, how much do the Texans got to pay you to keep you with Bill O'Brien. Now, see, I think he got more leverage than you would say Dak because... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, yeah. the, the Texans have performed and they have shown life of a team that they could be. Mm-hmm. And, and and by the way, just while we at it, um, Timothy Moskov gets paid until 2022. And he gets oh, $5,573,333 until two, two, 2022. So, just a quick little fact check. Just cause. Lord, why couldn't you make me seven feet tall? Lord, <laughs> why? <laughs> but anyway, Deshaun Watson, and plus, have you have you ever been down to Texas and just been in the atmosphere around Houston? They love all of their sports teams like crazy. So, to even have a decent team, I feel like you owe it to Deshaun Watson to to go ahead and pay him because I feel like the fans down there in Texas they they love their team so much they are gonna come out regardless if they just a mediocre team so you go ahead and pay him too and plus you don't want him going nowhere else and then develop into an even better quarterback so exactly. I mean ESPN has him right right Deshaun Watson ranked third or fourth. Listen, I a thousand percent agree with you, and I'm gonna tell you if. You are absolutely right that uh, Deshaun has more leverage because the the Texans have shown a propensity for making the worst signings and trades you've ever seen in your life. I mean, good grief. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a second rounder. And I like David Johnson a lot. I'm a lot higher on David Johnson than most people are. I've Ever since his rookie season, I've been beating on the table for he needs to get more touches. He needs to get more carries. But I'm telling you, there's no, there's not a world in which I trade DeAndre Hopkins for David in a second. He's an older running back who has had who's coming off an ACL. I'm excuse me? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. 
And then to watch, uh, to watch, to watch the young man from Minnesota, Diggs, to watch Diggs get a deal to get a trade out of Minnesota for a first rounder to the Bills. I'm flabbergasted. I'm, you can't, what? Come on, man. You got to, you got to give me something better than that. So if I'm Deshaun, huh, oh, you're going to have to pay me or it's going to be some trouble out in Houston. I'm going to tell you that much. You're going to have to pay me for real, for real. It's going to be some trouble. Another thing we got to look at, if, if Cam Newton helps the Patriots maintain, he got a one-year deal. If he helps them maintain a show and proves himself like that he can get back to the Cam Newton we know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody throw him a little bag, man. Because, I mean, Cam Newton had that type of talent when he gets you to the Super Bowl. Right. Let me tell you something. Mike Glennon got a bag. And, you know, I say this as an NC State alum. Mike Glennon, as a professional quarterback, he never looked better than, like, Oh, he's all right. He won't lose us the game. And that's not a slight to Mike Lennon. That's no disrespect. But, you know, and he got a bag bag from the, uh, the the Chicago Bears. They paid him somewhere up in the 30s or 40 million for, you know, for his services. It, it, it broke down to about 15 to 17 a year. But still, the fact remains, if he can get a bag, Cam can get a bag. And speaking of troubles... We're going to talk about troubles in the bubble because I'm telling you, this NBA season and WNBA season, which did are the WNBA players quarantining or uh, having a bubble in in the uh, in Orlando as well? I, I honestly have no idea. I had I didn't know that they were even playing or continuing the season until they released that schedule and put them stuff out about them being in the and the laundry room, which we're going to get to, but I have no idea like what right. their living situation is. Yeah. So, so okay. So they're at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Okay. IMG Academy is a, a high school. If y'all yeah. didn't know, you mean fifteen cases in the fifteen cases in a day, Florida? Fifteen thousand cases in a day, Florida, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Oh, okay. Y'all know what this is like. Y'all know when the zombie apocalypse start, uh, patient zero is going to be in Florida, right? It's, listen, oh, of course. Of course. Florida I, man is going to be patient zero. 15K Florida, what we should call Florida. Because <laughs> I'll just make sure they want two Floridas. But before we get to uh, troubles in a bubble, let's get to troubles on the Lakers salary cap table really quick. They would be responsible for one more year of Moss Golf's contract. But he went to the oh Magic and they got an and they got an uh, amnesty, amnesty on it. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. I read that too. That's the, what I was just the, the Magic do owe him five million this year though, so he still is getting paid for the next three years until twenty twenty two. Lord, please, please, Carisha, please, Lord, make me seven feet next lifetime. If you're gonna bring me back, make me seven feet. I'm trying to get paid. I honestly think. They looked at Miles Golf and said, "Hey, look, he look a little bit like Yao Ming. Let's just pay him or something like I, that." I need, man. I need that Bobby Bonilla contract if y'all know about that, man. Hey, happy Bobby Bonilla Day! Uh, we <laughs> missed it last week, but happy Bobby Bonilla Day! July first, he get that milli every year. Uh-huh. So, Bradenton, Florida, is about uh, hour forty five away from Orlando, and so the uh, WNBA players are um, being are are choosing to be in the bubble there like the NBA players are choosing to be in a bubble in Orlando. And recently, there have been a lot of complaints about the living conditions 
and food in Orlando from uh, everybody's been complaining about the food from right. Troy Daniels to J.R. Smith to Joel Embiid. And so let me just ask y'all this. Well, wait a minute. Let's also talk about the WNBA and their laundry room because that was that laundry room was like. All right, all right. I, I like when wow. Guy even break down this analysis. So look, let's look, let's let Guy break down this because he <laughs> he's the resident old head and he, the way he tells stories just makes me cringe. So I just want to hear this <laughs> break it down. For all right, Guy. man. So so this is my take on it. Um, first of all, when it comes to the women. You should never be in a laundry room that make you feel like your clothes are gonna be dirty after you done washing them. Oh Lord! Like oh, like Lord. I, I come from not the best. I come from not the best background, not the best come up. I ain't always have money, but it's certain standards I gotta live by. And if I'm a WNBA player and I'm making, they making more money than me, and I don't find that laundry room acceptable. Absolutely. I, I'm not Absolutely. sure what their living quarters are like, but if their laundry room looks like that, I'm sure they don't have the same amenities that NBA players got. Because we saw their rooms, which are decent. We saw like the little players' lounge, which is the only like nice area that I saw. Yeah. But let's get to the real problem in here, which is the food. Oh. My you are asking men and women that are professional athletes to play 48 minutes on this food that they provide. Mm-hmm. I recently stayed at Disney World. Uh, It'd be three years ago now. And I don't make a million dollars. I don't dribble a ball. I throw some pictures together and people pay me for it. I make a decent living. I shouldn't be eating the same food when I go to Disney World that NBA players is eating. <laughs> it is it's, it's at the point where y'all was so desperate to salvage this season, which I still don't believe is going to finish, that you are putting long-lasting effects on the league that you don't know are repairable. Yeah. Like, the yeah. this it's beyond what is going to happen with COVID. It, at this point, is if we continue the season, the situation that we ask these players to live in, or if they actually abide by the rules and they're staying in these rooms, which are regular rooms, like my room looked like that when I stayed at Disney. It, it, it's regular rooms. Um... What is the long-term relationship between the players and the actual NBA going to be? The further we get into this and we see how they're living and we see their situation, the WNBA and the NBA, um, the things that Kyrie was supposedly talking about on those conference calls don't seem too far-fetched. And, you know, here's so here's my thing. There is so many different aspects to this that are completely non-COVID uh, related because we we saw that the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are they're telling their players you can go to the hotel and to the field and if you are caught anywhere besides those two places you are subject to a fine up to one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. As well as uh, jail time. Is that is that correct? The hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Yes, that that's, that's what I read. Okay, so now the NBA is and the WNBA are, are looking at a situation where you know baseball knows and baseball generally is older than basketball because baseball is more of a skill sport than an athleticism sport. Not to say that you don't need to be athletic to play baseball. Those guys are still super athletes. Let's not make any bones about that but 
in baseball, uh, it, it's not a surprise to see a 33-year-old be better at pitching than a 24-year-old. Right. Like, that's not like a, what? Like, if you got it, you got it, and you'll have it for <laughs> yeah. years, for decades. Basically. Yeah, baseball, baseball is a sport, I will say, and I'm a former baseball player. Baseball is the only sport I can say you can't just wake up and say, I'm going to dominate baseball. It's a, yeah. it's a sport based off repetition. At the like, same it, time. It has, it has nothing to do with how fast you are, nothing to right. do about – it's just strictly on how, how well you know the game and how how effective you can perform the same mechanics yeah, over at, and over and over. At the same time, though, baseball is – I'm a former baseball player as well. Baseball is the only sport where someone like me who had arthritis in his knees since he was 12 – ever had a chance of possibly playing the sport at a college level. I couldn't have hopped into football or basketball and did the same thing. Oh, absolutely not. No, right. Them arthritis knees would have been gone. Play. <laughs> they would have been, been But But so, we talk about that. Baseball, especially when you get to the major league level, because baseball has the farm system as well, to bring up younger guys, to show them professionalism. When you talk about that, that situation is much different than the NBA that has plenty of 18, 19 year olds running around. That has plenty of it. So much so that there's already been, um, you know, as they like to call them, Twitter honeys talking about, hey, such and so has asked me to fly, or I've been asked to come into the bubble already. You know, like you're not, you're much more liable to get that in basketball than you are in baseball. And that's, that's not a, that's purely an age thing. Of why they less likely to be have stable homes, marry all that at younger ages. That's just the that's just what's going on. So you know when I look at that, when I look at that, and I look at all the things going on in that bubble. I mean, I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm very seriously worried. You know, it's the food is the food is the food is the food. I don't think it's awful food, but I also think. You are going to sequester somebody in an, in a location so they can perform their job. You need to have them in better conditions where they're sequestered than they would have at home. Yeah, like, like like the food is not bad food, and I'm always somebody that tell you like like you know how people say like don't let money change you or don't forget where you came from. I was always a person that say like if I make it, I'm gonna forget where I came from. I'm not about to hang out with the same people. <laughs> if I make it a million dollars, I'm not hanging out with the same dude that work at the Chrysler plant. I'm sorry, that's facts. Oh my god. God. But <laughs> oh my God! Said, I know I said I was gonna be loyal to the hood, but I got that money. Okay. So, so if it's if it's somebody like us, like I'm pretty sure y'all looked at that food and was like, "What the hell?" Like that's food that y'all would maybe be skeptical about eating. I mean, I wouldn't be skeptical about eating it, but don't ask me to play off that. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a very meager amount of food. But here's another And that's how we that. feel when they making millions of dollars, so I couldn't imagine how they feel. All right, but All right. here's another layer to Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. My bad. We, I forgot we didn't let you get in here. Go ahead, Chris. Look, look, what I, well, all I got to say is, did, oh, how much of the players got a voice on this, for one? And for two, mm-hmm. this is a clear example. I know I'm the cheapest person in the world. Like, I'm talking, I'm the type of cheap that when somebody takes a paper towel in my house, <laughs> I look and see if they got the one sheet, you know, the half sheet, right. or they got the two sheets, and then they just, you know, they just drying their hands. I'm like, you only needed one sheet for that. I'm, that's how cheap I am. I, I, I'm cheap, cheap. <laughs> but the NBA had, like, I get you want to save money or you can't because you don't lost a lot of money because of COVID, and you still going to lose a lot of money at the end of the season. 
But this was a cheap thrown together job, if you ask me. Like, yeah, they 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 giving them a calf menu in a way, and it's just you expect these high profile athletes that people like, let's just say like Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, um, Paul George. I know they have changed their diet during the during the regular season because they have openly admitted that they changed their diet. They eat different, and you're gonna have them on calf food. Yeah, not to yeah. mention this. This, this <laughs> is okay. This is for our audience that that might not know. There's something called the itis that they say in the um, black community when you eat a lot of food, you go right to sleep afterward, and it's a lot like a greasy food, soul food per se. And this right. is basically what you're gonna have the NBA players eating like, and then go tell them to go play 48 minutes. Yeah, man, you, you can't you can't ask LeBron to eat the same food that somebody that bought the. Magic Kingdom weekend package is eating. It's just, <laughs> it's not going to work. Here's the funny thing about that. LeBron, Jason Tatum, and a few other players so far have gotten food that was cooked and prepared for them from people who are believed to be outside the bubble. I'm not saying that they snuck out. I'm not saying they might have prepared the food beforehand and they just warmed it up or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is, Players already said, hey, I feel like I'm going to do a bid. I can't have no family, no friends, besides the guys that I play with and against in this bubble. And that's a – how do you think that's going to be received? Because Troy Daniels was one of the guys who reported it, uh, and J.R. Smith as well. How do you think they feel looking at their teammates or looking at the guys they're playing against with these good, great home-cooked meals, just wonderful Mac and cheese, you know the not the Velveeta shells. I mean that that scratch <laughs> elbow right. mac and cheese, the the mac and cheese that give you the itis as Christmas the ones that's burnt in the corners, baby. Exactly. Oh, not the burnt on the corners. Ooh. Lord, you got my mouth watering on this good <laughs> Sunday. But anywho, you know you 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 got your guys eating like that, and then you turn around and look at Trey Daniels. But Jay Williams of ESPN uh, responded to a lot of the complaints, saying, "Hey guys." Uh, women, we cannot be so stuck into we are we're accustomed to living a certain way and all that that you're tone deaf in this moment. And he was saying that uh, during the pandemic and all that, millions of people have lost their jobs and, and millions are struggling to, to pay household bills and they're going to work and their bosses may not be doing as much for them as they normally are to protect them even in this moment, and you're complaining about uh, the, the food or the water, whatever the case may be. I just want to get y'all thoughts on that. Do you think Jay Williams has a point there? Is it like, hey, he is right, the NBA players need to kind of, you know, take a pill and relax, or is this like a, nah, Jay, I, don't, mm, I can't feel where you're coming from? I mean, he has a point, but at the same time, like, people grow and people come from different different situations. Like, I'm pretty sure when all of us first started college, like we, if, if we go through a situation now where money tight or we ain't eating a certain amount of food we want to, like we not thinking about it with the same outlook that we was looking at it when we was eating ramen noodles for every meal in college. Like it's not the same situation. So people complain about the lifestyles that they're accustomed to. Is it, I wouldn't consider it ungrateful. He has a point where he says like other people are going through different situations, but that's not my situation. I'm not. A lot of people aren't worried about things that they're not going through. Like, I get hungry sometimes. Every time I get hungry, I'd be like, "Damn, it's uh kids in Sudan that ain't ate." No, I'm hungry. 
Bro, the African chairs ain't got nothing to do with me. Stop, stop talking about the African chairs, man. Hey, man. Stop it. <laughs> I feel it though. I feel it, Chris. What you thinking, man? What you think? Was Jay Williams right or what? I mean, I, I, I like. Let me just my background with Jay Williams. I like Jay Williams a lot. He was also a player that that had a lot of potential, got injured, and then just end up thriving in the media, which is good for Jay Williams. And I I agree with Jay Williams. But at the same time, it goes back to the point where the NBA is just like, I didn't know they were that cheap, bro. This is like, really, like, mm-hmm. how are you making this much money off these players and you want to treat them back to, like, like they was joking on, on Instagram. A lot of the players were like, we're back to AAU days. But that's literally what you gave NBA players that make millions of dollars. You gave them AAU. Right. Yeah. And so when I heard Jay Williams, I – thought much of the same thing that Josh thought as far as, you know, I hate when people say, well, there are kids starving in Africa as to why people should eat. I hate that for this situation. And like, oh, well, they should be grateful and da 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 Yes, there are millions of people around the world and specifically in America who have lost their job. Yes, there are hundreds of thousands and millions of people who have been unable to pay their bills and different things of that sort. Yes, there absolutely are. But that is, as my mother would always say, what does that have to do with the tea in China? At the end of the day, this is not, this isn't that. These people are being sequestered to do their jobs. Anytime you're asking someone, stay in one location, I'm going to take away certain privileges that you enjoy in your life, or really certain rights that you have in your life in exchange for you doing this job that pays you millions, because it's still a job, you have to come up with a way to say, hey, I'm gonna take care of your every want and need. And when you deal, when you're dealing that contract of, I'm gonna take away certain freedoms that you have because of uh, this, and this, I'm not saying that they're, un, that they're not justified in saying, hey, stay in the bubble. Absolutely, I absolutely. Sequestering is the best way to do it if you are gonna do it. No ifs, ands, or buts about that for me. But you cannot say, I'm going to sequester you and I'm going to, you know, feed you the, the, what was that special you said, Josh? I'm sorry? What was the, the Disneyland special oh, you said? The, the Magic Kingdom weekend package. The Magic Kingdom weekend package. Don't feed me that. Don't feed me that. Everybody keeps referring to it as the billion dollar bubble. And everybody, Joel and B said that he was worried about guys breaking the bubble. And everybody got on his head about it. Started all this just check ball nonsense. If you're going to do that, all of their wants and needs should be provided for. And if you are set, telling yourself, I'm going to provide everyone need for a millionaire, you got to be prepared for what that comes with. And my thing is, my thing is, is I get that you don't want to do a survey because you probably not going to get 75% of them surveys back. But who did you talk to about this menu? Because I know, I know you ain't go to the top players in the league and say, (laughs) is this what y'all want to eat? Is this a good meal to eat? Like, and I know you not going to be able to satisfy everybody when it comes to food because I've seen places... Five-star restaurant, some people just go in there and be like, it was trash. Don't have nothing good to say about it. And those people, you know, they don't deserve it. Go. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. But you can't satisfy everybody with food. But at the same time, you could have made it. You could have narrowed the curve a little bit, if that makes sense to Mm -hmm. y'all. They could have took a... uh, a Seriously, had talks with some, like, team leaders and just had the team leaders go to their team and just... 
every team pick an item they want. And, you know, that's 30 teams in the league. That's 30 items. You know, at least one team is going to be happy that day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you – I mean – I mean, I'm pretty so, sure they contacted. Uh, I don't even know if they contacted players because uh, they eating the Disney. They eating the Disney food. Like when I went to Disney, that's the same food that I was having. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like so, you, you did it. Like that's it's I mean, just a cheap job. Bro. So, so in the case that they contacted the owners, I wouldn't be surprised by that. The owners not in the bubble, so the owners like, hey, they can eat them slimy chicken breasts. I'm good. I'm at the crib. Eat what I want to eat. Not slimy. You you, you see you see the pictures, bro. Hey, listen, I, I saw the pictures. They I had did. they they, 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 had, hold on, hold on, they hold on. had a hold on. I, I, I didn't see none of the pictures. I just saw the players reading the meme like, <laughs> Ugh, like on Twitter. I never saw none of the pictures. Oh, so we go we gonna send you the pictures immediately after we get off. That, that fool look like BuzzFeed recipes, bro. Oh yeah, no, I, I saw no. the J.R. Smith <laughs> picture with the Velveeta. I saw the J.R. Smith picture with the Velveeta. Like he had the Velveeta cap. Dog, that food look like it. That food look like when your old lady try making one of them tasty recipes. <laughs> right. That's that's what that food really looked like, bro. It was oh, it was out here bad. And and it's it like I said, Jay Williams has every right to say, hey, they shouldn't be complaining because men's lost their jobs and, and so on and so forth. And don't be tone deaf, but also let's let's appreciate the fact that we can't. So often we get into this argument of. We want to look at this side and look at this perspective so tough that the other perspective isn't even valid anymore. And that's not the case here because you cannot tell somebody stay in this area or I'm requesting that you stay in this area. And in exchange for that, I'll then pay you dust and part of what I told you I was going to pay you for the for your um, contract. And that's that's fine because they're not making the same revenue. The contract's got to adjust a little bit. I get that. No problem. But, you know, sequestering in that is a problem. And that's for professional athletics. When we look at college and high school, woo, as the famous gift says, oh, honey, you've got a big storm coming. <laughs> so far, out of the Power Five conferences alone, the Power Five refers to uh, Division One FBS universities that are from larger names, larger conferences. The conferences include the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, uh, Pac-12, and the uh, SEC. Yeah, ACC has, yeah, that's that's the Power Five. And of the, 60% of them have already announced all, all competitions in the fall will be in-conference only, fall sports guys, each, each and every one of them. So, you know, that's that's already wrecked a few early season games and already ruined the Jerry World Classic and all that good stuff. But not only that, after Morehouse, the CIAA and SIAC have uh, come out with a joint statement postponing all fall sports until hopefully spring. And I'm, I'm putting up air asterisks around postpone because honestly, I don't see the logistics of continuing them in spring, but... You know, they'll figure it out. That They do that, not me. The, the statement reads, the CIAA and SIAC both appreciate and understand the significant impact that today's announcements with regard to the status of 2020 fall sports. Both of this, both the CIAA and the SIAC enjoy athletic-related events, traditions, and rivalries that date back over 100 years. However, in light 
of the increased health and safety risks confronting much of the country, today the CIAA and SIAC affirm that the welfare of our student athletes is sacrosanct and must be preempt all and must preempt all other considerations when evaluating any return to competition efforts. Fellas, what are we thinking about colleges canceling? What's going on? Uh, or mean, doing or doing in conference only? Actually, is in conference only a good idea? Is that better than than canceling outright? No sports is a good idea mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It, it should it should be canceled, man. Just just first of all, the way twenty twenty been going, why hasn't the year just been canceled yet? Right. I'm pretty sure the right. government got cryo technology, bro. Let's just wake us up January first, twenty twenty one. See if we could get something better going here. Man, yeah. right? Okay, okay, Josh. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I mean, I'm starting to get to the point, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This is just gonna be something we just have to deal with for the rest of our life. Like to be honest with you. So, I mean, you got kids that are not getting any younger, and it's a lot of kids who their dream is to eventually play professional. And the only way they can do that is they showcase their talent. You can't just keep saying or not trying to do anything because, I mean, it's no telling when this is going to end in my eyes. So, I mean, I I commend colleges for trying to find a way, the safest way possible for them to to figure something out. But at the same time, it's like if they don't, okay, I got a a 19-year-old on my team right now. He's He's a sophomore in college. He's a phenom bound to go to the NFL. He if we canceled the season this year, he already missed his first two seasons as a freshman and sophomore because they canceled the. Well, no, they they finished at the end of the last season, so they, he missed his second season. Right. And now, what if we get to May, August next year, twenty twenty one, and they say it's still not looking that good. Let's cancel the next season. Now here is a kid that's twenty years old. Then he and then say they come back twenty twenty two. You get what I'm saying? How is this player supposed to make it to the NFL when you don't uh, – you know, that's two years of rust. He's going to be behind the curve so far, and I get you can work well, what out. What is the curve? What What is the curve, though? I mean, I get behind the curve, but if everybody is shutting down together, the curve has been greatly reduced by everybody. Right. Well, true, true. But at the same time, the NFL – I'm telling you, I don't think the NFL is stopping anything, to be honest with you. And that's going to open the window for more free agent signings versus college students coming out and playing. And that's what I really think the world going to come to if we keep canceling college and high school sports. Like, they're just going to go get players from out of the country or either go get players that got cut recently and just be like, look, man, you're not better than this player. Might as well just pay him less money, just like I would pay you less money because you coming into the league. You get what I'm saying? So, But that's the thing, though. And, and this is this is my only pushback to that. There is the rookie minimum is different from the veteran minimum. If two players are at, at the exact same skill level, but one is 21, freshly removed from college, and one is 32, and he's been in the league for a while, used to be dominant, but now he's just sad, so so, you got to go with the 20 year old, not only for upside purposes, but for financial reasons. It's much cheaper to sign that 20 year old than it is going to be to sign the old guy who's already been in the league. And but, this is. He, that's my oh, point though, Gibbs. You won't you won't you won't see that twenty year old one year old play seriously. Like you're not going you're just gonna be drafting blind in the way. Just gonna be drafted on what the true, player true. was projected to be. So 
let me ask you this. Do you think that the in-conference uh, only season is going to work? I mean, I don't think any season is going to work to the best that it can best the best of the ability. But I feel like the in-conference is a lot better than just having it how it was because in-conference, at least you eliminating a lot of travel, and they probably could do everything by bus, seeing that college just play on Saturday, and a lot of college students are done with classes on Thursday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Friday just have to be a long bus day if you're going to the other end of the conference. Like, I just feel I just, like that cut down a lot of traveling. So, I mean, that's better. Yeah, yeah. No flights. For football, for football, you're always going to have uh, flights and whatnot just because they got their own private planes at most universities, especially Power 5. When we get to talking about the SIAC and the CIAA, that's a little different. Even some of them have um, have their own planes and all that. But it's it's a little different than Power Five, so I, I understand that that part of it. But I can't live with the idea that hey, COVID is just gonna be here, and this we just gonna have to deal with it regardless. Only for the fact that so many other countries have already rid of themselves. Yeah, this of this is my only thing. It's not like like Chris. I understand that we need to see these players play, and we need to see players development, and we all want to see sports. Here's the thing, man. I think people are so afraid to just take an L on this thing that it's gotten way out of proportion. I'm not saying cancel the season because it's just too much of a risk. I don't think this thing is going to be taken serious until, like, somebody that's affected by this or somebody got COVID and don't know where they're feeling symptoms and don't want to say nothing. We see something happen to them, like something, I I mean, knock on wood, but until we see, like, a sports figure get actually affected by this, someone that plays get affected by this, we aren't going to take it seriously enough. The only thing that I'm saying as far as cancel the season is we've seen countries get rid of it. And the only way America, who is too stubborn to do so, could have gotten rid of it this a long time ago is shut everything down, including the sports, monitor everything, people stay in the crib, and then we would have at the at this point we would have been fine to see a regular football season take place, possibly. Oh, yeah, but but see, America is the most stubborn country in the world. Like all the other countries cooperate. That's why they're that's why they're doing better. You gotta realize that's why I think America, we're just the country that's just gonna be dealing with this forever. Cause you're not getting you're not getting the people to stay inside. You're yeah. not getting people you're not even getting people to wear masks around a lot of these places, man. Did you know like, that did you know that uh Michigan is going about baseball like normal? Like high school baseball? I know. I had I no know. idea, bro. I was driving to Kroger yesterday, and I drove by a Royal Oak baseball team, which is playing. Ba- they was playing the game. Uh, it's, oh, my, I, I got an old coworker that's in the softball league right now, and they're playing like as if nothing's happening right now. Oh no, no, I, sir. Trust me, I've seen. Listen, me and me and my old lady went to go work out together, get in a little uh, jog and and walk and all that. And we saw fields packed with. Uh, with softball players down here in Texas. So, you know, there's that. But let me give y'all a quote from the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, because y'all know how SEC football, as the uh, SEC conference says, it just means more. And, you know, everybody agrees that in the southeastern region of America, football is more important or more of a way of life than it is in probably anywhere besides maybe certain parts of the southwest being Texas and Oklahoma. Now, uh, this Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, said, we put a medical advisory group together in early April with the question, what do we have to do to get back to activity? And they've been a big part of the conversation. 
but the direct reality is not good. And the notion that we've politicized medical guidance out of this of distancing and breathing masks and hand sanitization, ventil ventilation of being outside, being careful where you are in buildings. There's some very clear advice about you can't mitigate and eliminate every risk, but how do you minimize the risk? The risk. We are running out of time to correct and get things right. And as a society, we owe it to each other to be as healthy as we can be. Yeah. I don't know how I can sum it up better than that. I don't can. know how we can. Because that is the essence of this thing. And Chris, I, I agree that in reality, we may have to just talk it up and say, hey, we're going to take this. We got to live with this L. We got to accept this. But as I said on the previous episode, sports is the pizza party. And these <laughs> dummies are ripping it away. And they're, it's a slap in the face. It, it really is. Every time people gather in large groups, every time people go to the club and party and all this, it's a slap in the face to uh, every sports media professional, to every athlete. To every, it's, it's amazing to me that so many people are saying, you know, if you take away high school football and high school basketball, that's all some of these athletes go to class for. And, you know, if you take away that from them, a lot of them will lose hope. Well, why was this not being considered when we were told wear a mask and stay inside? Why was it not considered? Why I mean, you got to remember, a lot of this got to do with our leadership, too, man. A lot of these other countries, their leadership has been on point. They've been attacking this thing like it's serious. Our leadership has been kind of like, and, and I mean, I'm not trying to upset and say I'm just, I hate Trump or anything, but I'm just saying he's kind of been like, man, <laughs> it's, it's not really real. Like, he's even said... The some of the stuff Trump said I shouldn't even repeat, so I'm not even gonna quote nothing he said. But and and I and I get that. And I, I I had a conversation with a friend earlier today who said, "Hey, you can't blame it on the individuals; it's on the leaders." And I I agree because I agree to that of, some degree. Some degree. Regardless of what, I, you're right. I agree to some degree, but I can't drop full full blame of this thing off on leadership. I a thousand percent understand had the US government given out the proper amount of assistance and all that financially to keep people home and make sure nobody gotta go back to work to not worry about what quote unquote scares the stock market, we would already be back road, for sure. But also the reality of this thing is, as individuals, we had the choices to say, do I go to this birthday party? Do I go to this pool party? And that's that's where I'm gonna interject, Gibbs. I've really the, the whole this whole pandemic has really shown me common sense is not that common at all. It's not. That, that's the that's the biggest takeaway I have from this pandemic because some stuff you just look at and be like, come on, man, you you like what you y'all at the rooftop buying bottles and sharing bottles, water falling bottles in a pandemic. <laughs> Listen, water falling, about, not even pouring in separate cups, but water falling th- th- bottles? This is the first situation where I knew we was doomed from the jump, man. Around the, the, the NBA canceled their season like on a Tuesday, I think. And immediately my job started discussing us working from home or whatever. You know, the leadership was discussing. And I work in an office, bro. So we had the cubicles talking amongst ourselves or whatever. And this one girl says, um, 
Well, if they force us to stay at home, that's like martial law. We can't be put on martial law. I got a flight to catch next week. We need to be put on martial law if that's the way you're going about this thing. Like other governments. And that, that, that's <laughs> other what I'm governments saying. Say your ass at home. And if you're not at home, you're in trouble. That's the same thing we need to do when we would have been and, straight. And, and, and I'm not doing this to brag nothing, but me and my homeboy, we were taking two trips a month at one point. Like, And we haven't been anywhere. We went to my... I have a, we, my family is blessed to have a property up, up northern Michigan. That's the only thing we did. And even when we did that, we stayed amongst the people we brought with us, and we just chilled up, chilled up there. Man, I've been quarantining like, since mid March, bro. I've been to the exactly, grocery store. Exactly. I've been to the grocery store four times. Man, That's it. You, I, I went to Cancun the first week in March, and when, I, when we got back, it was so hectic with the corona and all. We was like, oh yeah, we we made it back just in time. Bro. I haven't done anything since. I've been to the grocery store since. four times. That's the only time I left the crib, bro. I mean, I've been I've been going grocery shopping. But I, yeah, that's I mean, it. But see, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a whole band with y'all. When this thing first started, there was the stage of the very earliest stage was black people can't get it. Then the oh, next, <laughs> they got two kids. They got no, 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 no. Listen, listen. This was what what I was doing. That was the first stage. Then it was uh, young people won't be hurt by it. Then it was this barely contagious. This is like about then it was the, all the hoax and stuff, and that's when things started to get real. Right past spring break, I when it first got jumping and all that, the only people that I was around because I was still in North Carolina at that time was my line brothers. That's it. That's I went to go see my line brothers to go work out with them, and that was it. Other than working out with them, I did not go out around other people. I was just to the grocery store and back, or to get food and back, and that was it. And then as I realized, oh, this thing is serious, I stopped. I shut down everything, for real, for real. Like, before I moved to Texas, and even in Texas, I have not been to a barbershop. I look like James Evans. I, have not, <laughs> I haven't been to a single party. I have not been to a single kickback. I have not been to a single nothing. Nothing. The most people I've been in a room with that was, like, not... Well, even then, I was washing clothes. I went over to a friend's house to wash clothes, and there was three other people in the room and me. But other than that, I have not been around. I'm not going to Hey, no hey man, my, well, my, we'll pops, give... my pops came up to visit from Georgia, and my mom came up to visit from Texas, and I told both of them, like, it's a GG on seeing me, bro. Y'all going to have to find something else to do. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not going to hold y'all up. I, I mean, I've been to the my like, so I got a relationship with my barber. We, we me and him go back to ninth grade. So he, I, I don't went to his house and got cut. It just be me, him, and one other person there. And then I know that's dangerous still, but I only did it once every two, three months. And that's because I work at a job where I'm a minority, and I just my beard, when my beard get too crazy. I don't want to scare him. So I don't, I don't, have, I don't have an option to have a relationship thing. with my barber. So it, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that. I I get the the necessity things, uh, haircut or whatever the case may be. I get it. Like especially like you said, only my knowledge job is different. But when we move past that to go to parties, oh no, I haven't been anything. Move past <laughs> that to go to kickbacks. When we move past that to like go play basketball, like. Man, I'm, fiend, I'm fiending oh, I'm to judging. play basketball. I'm fiending to do all of that. But right now, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just chilling. And that's what I'm saying. Dog, I would love to go to a gym. I would love to go push some weights around. I would love to, but I can't. 
I'll go do my oh, outdoor workouts. We get we get together like a seven, eight people group. And it, that, that's seven, eight people if everybody showed up. Usually only about five people show up. We go to the hill in Oak Park. And we run the hill. And we spread out. We do a little hit workout. And then we go by home. And I'm back at home for the week. Or back at home it's till shit. tomorrow. Like, it's just... It's- it's flabbergasting to me, you know. And and my biggest takeaway from this thing is that so many people have so many problems with themselves, they literally cannot sit still. They literally cannot fathom life without some type of drugs to get them by. Because I already knew that if you left it up to U.S. leadership as composed as it is right now, the regardless of who U.S. leadership is, the dollar over human life has been a theme for a while. But okay. to this extent, is like, what? And I honestly think I honestly think they did the protest on purpose, but I'll leave that conspiracy for another day. I just I am a conspiracy theorist, man. So I all, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. There will be no high school football in the state, the home state of the movie Friday Night Lights. If if I don't if there's no if there's no like the the uh Michael Michael Hanna Joseph the Dallas Independent School District Superintendent told MSNBC, football is a true contact sport. I don't see how we can pull it off. There's been some discussion of moving it to the spring, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I seriously doubt that we can pull that off. I, again, and Texas is one of the main states where this thing has become politicized and they've opened back they've opened places back up. And yes, Dallas is a major a major metropolitan. And that's okay, whatever. Man, we How need a nickname for Texas. We got fifteen K Florida. We need a nickname for Texas though. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. Texas sent us uh Harris County to be uh particular, that's where Houston is located, sent out a level one uncontrolled outbreak advisor. So, I mean, this is, at the end of the day, it's just, and apparently Arizona and Florida are becoming the epicenter of this thing for the entire world. So this thing is, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad that we sit here and we, every week we talk about sports like it's going to continue, but it may not. And we're, we're going to look back at this one day. And I hope, it's my hope that we look back at this thing and we say to ourselves, man, we screwed the pooch. We really, we really did not learn from the histories of the past. We really did not learn from people making the plague a political issue. We really did not learn from that. And in not learning, we killed hundreds of thousands of people. We took away sports. Yeah. As a member of sports media, that is what I want to do full time. That is no, I don't, I have no desire to see everything shut down for no reason. Y'all don't either. Nobody wants to be shut down. But had we just, delayed gratification is a, it's a developmental landmark in children. If children don't learn, if I don't eat one grape now, I'll get five grapes later. If children don't learn that, a therapist, a child development therapist will tell you, hey, this, there's something wrong with this kid. They don't, they don't get it. And, and, and yet millions of American adults could not figure that out. And yeah, we can blame it on leadership. But at some point in time, as like I said, I learned that common sense just wasn't that common, man. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? We're going to shout out Ohio State. 
because uh, Ohio State is allowing players to keep scholarships even if they don't play this year. Um, Michael Drake, Ohio State's president, was participating in the Senate hearing on name, image, and likeness. Act, and when he was asked about the Buckeye Pledge, which many people believe was a waiver for COVID, he said that it is not. He said that Ohio State does not view it as a liability waiver and the athletes will not lose scholarship if they choose not to compete this year due to COVID-19. So we're going we gonna to give Ohio State a shout out because they, they're doing it right. And they were the first ones to, first big college to come out with that. So let me not say first in general because I'm sure there are other colleges that are still honoring scholarships. But they're the first major college to do that. So we're going to give them a hand. We're going to, you know, we're going to, Ohio State is uh, friends of the pod now. I'm joking because every time we call somebody friends of a pod, they go stick their f***ing name on. But, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Ohio State did it the right way. Do y'all think that all colleges should do that or do y'all think yes. it's like a situation of um, – Yeah, I definitely think they should pay, especially if it's a situation where they're supposed to pay these athletes anyway, like if they played. These athletes don't have control over the virus that's going around or control over whether or not they can play. It's a matter of like every week on this show, I feel like it's more about more or less about us debating sports or talking about what's going on in sports. And a lot of it, a lot of it is just human decency issues. If you're this university and you got a football program that's worth billions of dollars, like I feel like it's your responsibility morally to pay these these kids essentially to to do what you do what you're going to pay them to do anyway like if you're going to pay their tuition give them a full ride scholarship i feel like that's just decency at this point because they have no control over over what's going on absolutely well i i also think i also think at the end of the day nobody can play sports forever so for colleges to do this i feel like it's going to make it where if some players feel like they don't feel comfortable playing like, look, I got my full ride. Let me go ahead and get this degree and work work me a different kind of job because I don't feel safe playing. I might not ever feel safe playing. So this gives them a, a outlet to to probably fulfill their dreams in a different way. So I definitely support this. And and we they, at the end of the day, we are more than athletes. Like we are more than athletes. And I, as a guy who got hurt and um, you know had to take another route, I. When I saw that post uh, that was talking about high school football players only hope, a lot of their only hope is uh, football. Well, I hate to break it to y'all, man. I really hate to break it to you. The numbers are not on your side. The numbers are not on your side for getting a scholarship. The numbers definitely aren't on your side for going to the league. So at some point, you have to have that conversation with yourself. I am more than an athlete. I am all of these things outside of uh, my athleticism. And also... We need to tell our young men and women how deleterious it is to get caught in the trap of um, your identity becoming one thing that tough, especially because it's one thing that you will not always be able to do. Like there's a, everybody's body is on the clock from the day that you start playing football, basketball, golf, cheer, um, gymnastics, uh, ice hockey, ice skate, figure skating, whatever you do, your body is, it's a clock on it. And there's going to come a time where you can no longer do it. And don't get me wrong. Each sport has a different clock. You can go until you're 60. You can't play football until you're 60. I don't care what position you play. I don't care if you're a kicker. Kickers have some of the longest careers. None of them are doing it at 60. None of them are doing it. And then the fact of the matter remains, it's not, there's a finite amount of time you have to do it. I understand and I am with 
I feel for those young men and women who are going to lose their senior seasons, who are going to lose an opportunity to get in front of scouts. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not because we know everybody can't reclassify. We know that. But the fact of the matter remains, you're more than that. And if you're not, then congratulations. If your hope has an expiration date of when sports ends, I'm I'm sorry. Because, you know, that's that's not that's just not it. So I'm we commend Ohio State for doing what they're doing. We commend every university that is honoring the scholarships of these athletes because it's needed. It's needed in a time like this. In a situation where the athletes didn't do anything wrong. Not a single athlete did anything wrong in this area to cause this. They may have not followed proper precautions and continued the spread of it, but not a single one of them caused this. So, you know, there's there's uh, there's just something to be said there. And hopefully we can end next week on a more positive note. Hopefully we can end next week on some optimism. And you know what? To be honest, I don't think that honoring scholarships is that negative of a note. So we just gonna we gonna let y'all out of here because we know y'all done had enough of us this week. But come on back next week because Josh Guyton gonna be here, Chris <laughs> Allen gonna be here, and y'all definitely gonna hear me back here, man. Peace and love, y'all. You had enough. I know you had enough.